Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach, yes, all right. First touchdown of the year. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. <laughs> it's the Six Red King Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage to the What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. The, the whole crew is back. Yeah, today, good, good job showing up, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> still struggling with a cough over here a little bit, but uh, we're all we're all doing good, man. Yeah, we're all I'm doing also good. I'm also playing a little hurt here. Um, I'm an open book, so as promised, uh, my brother and I did smoke victory cigars after uh, after the games <laughs> on the ACC on Saturday, and yeah, my uh, my my throat and lungs. I, I I feel like jazz looks right now. It's just it. Uh, uh, too I've, been, I've, crap, been, I've been paying for it. I've been paying for it. Good cigars though. Good cigars. Yeah, also, shout out to my brother. It's his birthday today, so that was also happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, that was that was also a uh, a cause for celebration. So we had a good time, and then so this evening we found out Isaiah Wong, ACC Player of the Year. I know that's so, nice. So, good things happening on the court. Consider he's playing like crap lately too. Hey, so that's, that's good. Hey, hey, hey man. Hey man. Hey, man. Is, no, don't, is, don't be uh, trashing us in our moment. We are a, we are a show of the people here. We got to tell it how it is, you know. You're keeping it real. Uh, keeping it real. We got to keep it up. real. So we try to get some of these people on the program later, and they're like, "That dude." That's all right. I'm sure they'll 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 appreciate us keeping it real, right? You're playing like crap. Get it together if you want to make a run in the tournament. All right. He Bottom was named line. ACC Player of the Year today. I don't Give care. Rest. Get it together. Make He's a roll. Forget about the ACC championship. He's you fine. and Nigel Pack. Nigel Pack also has been balling. I know he had a, a bad game against uh, Pitt, but whatever. Who cares? Get it together if you want to make a run. That's it. I don't want to hear it. I mean, if uh, we hit six threes, we'll be fine. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, why not? Let's just yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, Larry Bluestein, what's going on, my friend? I uh, busy, busy man this weekend. Uh, I was at a couple of things as well myself. So uh, spring football is underway, huh? Are yeah. you excited about it or what? I got a couple things to say, by the way, about spring practice. Uh, I was impressed. Go ahead, get him out of the way. Uh, yeah, I think actually, you know what? Let's let's. Uh, hello, Daniel Gillette. How are you, my friend? Good, good. good. Can't complain. Good to be Daniel. back. Is, is the weather wow. starting to change over there? We're going. It back is to finally, days. finally, it's starting to change. We're up to the forties now. So, oh. I mean, you know, yeah. New England's not for everybody, and I don't oh. see you traveling up here and trying to get on a plane here, Jazz. So, nope, I'm waiting till the summer. Wait till the summer. 
Go so, see the Red Sox. You'll get cheap tickets. Yeah, I bet I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, good oh, thing man. they don't play the Marlins there. They'll be giving away tickets on the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They just played the Marlins, I think, in spring training. Right? Spring training, though. Yeah. Spring training. It's, it's, yeah, still... it's different, obviously. But, uh, uh, yeah, we're excited about it. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, this first first spring uh, – excuse me, first practice. Spring practice was a Saturday as they opened up, and they also did junior day as well, junior elite day, whatever you call it. Um, uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that also. But, um, yeah, I, I like – I was excited. It's just Look – Man, it's just being there, right? And being around football again, Miami Hurricanes football, seeing a lot of the new faces, whether it's coaches, whether it's players, uh, you know, and of course it's limited, right? What you what you get to see a little bit, but it's still exciting to see certain things. And then, you know, look, there's certain players where you look at them, you say, this is a dude right here. This is that dude. Or, and then some other guys are like, oh, okay, he looks like he needs a little bit of work. He's a little raw. <laughs> But I can see it, right? And I'm putting it lightly, of course. But and, and I'll mention a couple of guys like that. But uh, to be to be quite honest with you, um, man, the first guy, the first guy that stood out. Uh, shout out to Pimp Down and Gus on on the chat. The first guy that 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 um, that stood out to me as a guy that you look at him, you're like, whoa, this is that dude. Had he 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 just looked the part, and he looked like he is he's ready to play college football now. Emory Williams, folks. Emory Williams looks like that dude. I mean, standing next to <clears throat> TVD, taller than TVD, it almost looked like. Okay, that's. I mean, he 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 was up there, just a little bit shorter than Jakari Brown. We all know he's about six four, six five, so he's a big kid. But we're talking about. It looked like he had the best zip on the ball. And I know, look, we're we're in shells and they're throwing routes to open receivers with nobody covering. Yada yada yada. But you know, sometimes you kind of get that feeling. You look at some of these guys. And they're up there, they're standing there, and they just look the part, right? So uh, Emory Williams was the first guy that stood out to me right off the bat uh, from the new guys, okay? Well, I can talk about the older guys <clears throat> until I'm blue in the face, but the two guys that stood out to me uh, from the older guys, the vets, the guys that have been here already, Kobe Young and uh, Isaiah Horton. Isaiah Horton, it looks huge. He almost looks like a tight end for the love of, for the love of God. So does Kobe Young, by the way. They're just big strong wide receivers, which is something that we've been missing here for a little bit is some guys that look like that, right? Um, you know, we, some of the other guys we didn't get to see, some guys are, are being held out or whatnot, but those are the two guys that stood out right away. Another kid that stood out was, uh, you know, again, in a red jersey, so non-contact, but Ray Ray Joseph, Nathaniel Joseph was another kid that was catching the ball, looked like the fastest kid on the field again. I mean, it was exciting to see those guys. Um, didn't get to see much of the defense, uh, because they were all the way on the other side, they couldn't. They didn't let us get out there and see them. But they get to see a little bit of uh, Coach Lance Gidry working with who the safeties, of course, right? So you know you've got Lance Gidry working with the safeties right off the bat, which is I lo- which I love to see, right? That's his specialty. He's going to go out there. He's going to train those safeties. He's going to develop those safeties. Uh, you're, we're talking about um, uh, Markeith Williams, uh, Cam Kitchens. Uh, and by the way, Blue, you can probably you can probably solidify this for me as well. Cam Kitchens is the captain of this team. Forget about the defense. He is a captain of this team. And everybody looks to him. Changed his number. He's now wearing number five as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so a lot of guys changed their number, actually. So Brian Balaam uh, looked good. You got Jaden Harris is working with the safeties. He looks like the safe. He looks like a safety now with how much weight uh, he's put on. He looks good. Uh, Caleb Spencer is another kid that we saw out there. Uh, uh, to Corey Couch, changed his number as well. He's number zero. So, uh, you know, it, it looks good. Like the eye test, yeah, look, pinned down. Exactly. Um, I've only seen pictures. Well, numbers but, Williams now. Uh, James Williams went back to t- number 20. He went back to 20. That's a good number for him. Yeah, I like that number for him. I like that number. Uh, you know, if we're going to talk about numbers, what the hell? It's a nice number, you know. Um, but, yeah, some of those guys, man, they just looked the part, the eye test. And, and, and this looks like a bigger team. Believe it or not, you know, I know, you know, Good. we're, we're, ex- you know, we're all talking about, oh, you know, they look, no, this looks like a big team, a big, yeah. strong uh, team that, that looks like they can compete. Now, the guy that I wasn't so impressed with, okay, and I'm sorry I'm kind of going on a rant here, but the guy that I wasn't so impressed with uh, was a guy that I saw works hard. He's a hard worker, and I think he's going to have a bright future here. Uh, of, uh, you know, eventually is a tight end, Jackson Carver. Um, he just c- kind of looks a little bit raw when it comes to pass catching, right? And I think that that was his, 
not his knock, but not the strongest suit with him, right? I think he was more of that blocking guy, the, the you know, the guy that can do some things around the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, you know, you saw him running from routes, didn't look crisp, didn't look great at the beginning. But I think that that's all going to kind of shape itself out. You didn't see a lot of tight ends out there. Uh, Royals uh, not playing uh, yet. He's not uh, fully healthy. And uh, Khalil Brantley, out of nowhere, decides to enter the transfer portal. Yeah, was that was that expected? So, that, that caught yeah. me off guard. I think that caught everybody off guard, to be honest with you. Like, you know, last year he performed well, caught the ball when he needed to, blocked when he needed to, did really well when he had the chance to. So, you know, I was kind of looking forward to him coming in. But, look, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, he doesn't fit the size, right? You've got Cam McCormick coming in, the transfer from Oregon. You've got these two big guys, Riley Williams, Jackson Carver, Elijah Arroyo. Just kind of doesn't fit the size. still there. Mamorelli, sure. yeah. Another, you know, those are all big dudes. Cleo Bradley, 6'2", maybe, maybe 6'3", 225 pounds on the smaller end. I don't really care, man. I think if you can play, you can play. I don't care about your size. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. It really was. So. It, it could also just be – I mean, you just listed off five tight ends. You know, it's – I exactly. I don't think, I don't yeah, think yeah. we're going to go full air raid, but we're not going to run a lot of two and three tight end sets for him to get on the field. Like last year was – on paper, at least, a, a good tight ends offense. Right. This this is not going to be that anymore. We'll probably have one out there, but not multiple tight ends, two tight end sets, and a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you'll. See and you start looking. And you start looking at that depth chart. Where is he on it? And I think that's probably driving it a lot more. So sure. if you if you start looking at the class coming in after you, and you're like, I'm behind. Start falling behind those guys. That's when it's probably time to go. Yeah, and I think he instead of him having to do that, decided to. To move on, especially I'm assuming he's got an option. I liked him though. I liked him. Yeah, no, I I did too. I did too. No, Uh, not again. So yeah, so that's my take on on spring practice. It's early. It's the first practice, Uh, but I really like what I saw out of Emory Williams. Built built like a like a big time quarterback already. So I was really excited to see him. But all three quarterbacks look good. Uh, They all look like they had some zip on the ball. Coach Shannon Dawson was out there leading that team, uh, leading that offense. you know, it was exciting to see Coach Kevin Beard out there with the wide receivers. Uh, I know he hasn't been in- announced yet because uh, Mario Cristobal likes it, whatever. Uh, but Kevin Beard was out there coaching the wide receiver. I see, I see you nodding your head there, Blue. Uh, you saw Coach Coach Tim Ice Harris Jr. out there as well with the running backs. Uh, really excited to see those guys. As I mentioned earlier, Lance Kidry as well. So the new coaching staff was out there. Um, my this is what I kind of want to talk to you guys about, right? The coaching staff. Let's kind of go through that real quick because we haven't really gotten uh, too deep into some of the newer guys like Coach Harris and Coach Coach Beer. Well, well, use the royal we there, but but DJ and I did get deep into that. We little, did. YouTube <laughs> last week. It probably so. got into everything last week. That's yeah, why it doesn't, it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Do I, 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 had, to, I had to. to Recall, we have not all been on the show since apparently Blue slightly said maybe someone more experienced than High Harris Jr. And then we hired him, and then everyone but Blue's comments on Twitter blew up with "Why is Blue hate the hire?" And then like Blue was near, so then uh, yeah. DJ and I tried to explain. Yeah, we tried to uh, you know defend you guys. I think, and... I think we just got to give Blue the floor here to uh, to yeah. Blue. How do you feel about both hires, Tim Harris and Kevin Beard? Yeah, well, I like them. I mean, you know, I mean. I was just, I was just kind of worried what, um, you know, what direction they would be going on. Uh, you know, you have a, um, and especially going off of last year where you had an offensive coordinator did lock themselves in the room and didn't let anybody else come in. And, and I see Dawson's not like that. And then being a running backs coach, it's a very integral part of this, you know, offense. And then obviously off the charts with the, but I'm I'm always been a Kevin Beard fan. Good guy, good coach. <clears throat> you know, it's his school. You know, I mean, he wants to do as well. It's like Mario. I mean, they want to do real well. That's why I'm a big advocate of bringing back guys who went to the school. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't always mean a lot. Didn't mean, you know, it didn't work out well for Randy Shannon. Didn't work out well for Rick Neuheisel at UCLA. So, uh I'm, you know, I'm not going to defend what I said. I just felt that he could have, in his time at UCF, he was never full and fully given the reins. You know, oh, you're you're co-offensive coordinator, but when the offensive coordinator leaves, you're not good enough to be named the offensive coordinator. And 
that means that, you know, there was some hesitation uh, by miles on, you know, I mean, but, uh, but I, you know, you guys made a good point and, and, um, you were just talking, um, about, you know, what their kids look like and, you know, what, how big they are. And, you know, it just, it, it makes me think jazz that coach fell style uh, starting to do his job <laughs> instead of being a rah-rah on the sideline, get your ass in the damn lock weight room and, you know, get these kids bigger and stronger and you could do all the pumping up you want. I'm a productivity guy, you know, I mean, what you do on the outside is fine, but uh, you know, when these kids are bigger and stronger, like they used to be, uh, that's the main thing. Um, uh, Jason Taylor too, is a, yeah. I, I always felt that Jason Taylor, I mean, the, well you know, and I've, well I've been privy over the last, you know, previous five, six years to watch him at the high school level and every, Oh, he's just a figurehead. No, no, no. He's a coach and he enjoys it. He knows every facet of the game. He isn't, you know, he, he's like a Pete Rose type of guy, even though Pete Rose demands so much. And, he, you know, they're both like big time guys who've broken records and done stuff. They still are good enough, you know, to teach. You know, they're not going to they don't expect, you know, the people to be them. You know, that's the whole thing. And uh, that's sometimes when you get a coach of of that caliber, they want you to be and play like them. Well, not everybody can be like Pete Rose. You know, and not everybody could be Jason Taylor. But to me, watching what Jason Taylor did uh, with Nicholas Benito, and I saw it firsthand, uh, when Nick Nicholas comes over from U school and in just one game against Bosco um, from California, he's showing them different swim moves. A kid got in there, had two sacks, and he was never the same. He's he just... Same thing with Dallas, uh, you know, here's a kid, Dallas, it's a great basketball player, Dallas Turner, and he comes over from American Heritage, and kid's starting as a freshman at Alabama because of what, what you know, what somebody like, um, what Taylor taught him. So to having him on staff, just having him anywhere in the building is great, but having him on sna- staff, and you know, and it's not by imitation, you know, intimidation because he's a Hall of Famer. But you know that um, that 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 everybody on that defense respects what he brings to the table. You know, I mean, because you know, I mean, the kids respect him. And I've talked to a lot of the kids, and they go, "Wow, he knows what he's doing." Yeah, he does. He he may, you know, he had he won three state straight titles with St. Thomas because of his defense. So, and and I'll tell you what. You don't want to be around his ass when he's when he loses. He's not a good loser, and uh, you know I watched it firsthand. So uh, I think in all the coaches that we we added, especially you know on the offensive side uh, with Kevin Beard, and and obviously Timmy Harris, uh, you got guys who want to work, and guys who are not you know I've been in the game for thirty years and I'm just going to go through the motions type. Now, Tim Harris comes from a, a family. Uh, his dad never let anybody breathe. And, you know, I remember when Booker T was out at a summer uh, seven on seven up in New Smyrna Beach. It was one of those $10,000 tournament. You know, an inner city team making a <laughs> hang out unless they can win that 10000 And he made his teams, you know, uh, instead of going under a tent or under a tree, made them sit in the sun. And, uh, you know, you, it's a man's world, he kept saying. And I, and Timmy's the same way. Tim's a no-nonsense guy. Kevin Beard's probably not as much of a disciplinarian as he is a teacher. And I think we need that. And I do want to interject because I told you guys uh, with Sam Shields and Sean Charles Henderson, who accelerated when they left the University of Miami, add Will and Mallory to that. And I said that before. Four, five, six, and a 40 fastest time of any tight end. You know he's going to be gobbled up and somebody's and he's going to play. And he's going to be, he's not going to be Gronkowski, but he's going to be one of those dudes that can run and get up field and he's six six. That I just wanted to interject that because I watched him a little bit at the combine the other day. And when he when he ripped off that four, five, six, and then during the drills, he didn't drop a ball. So I said, you know what? Just another guy, you know, and that's the problem. When Mario Cristobal and I talked last year, 
how come we can't, how come these kids weren't coached up? You know, I mean, why weren't these kids elevated? Every year's supposed to get better. And you know, you guys watch. I mean, that didn't, ha- that hasn't happened. These kids weren't getting better. And that's the reason why they didn't progress. So, but uh, I saw Colin Hurley yesterday. Boy, he got big. Whew. I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, before you get into that, because I know we're going to get into that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm just I'm just looking because he just texted me on my phone. So I was just <laughs> kind of was fresh on my mind. You know what? Screw it. Does Miami still have a shot with him? I think he's pretty entrenched with LSU. Um, oh, man. That, that's a kid that we talk, talked about a well, lot. Well, he grew. Year. You should see him now, Jazz. Jeez him. He's gotten real thick and. He was the most accurate guy there yesterday, and he won the award for his accuracy. And yeah, he's got that funky hair, but uh, who cares? <laughs> you know, I mean, you can barely uh, yeah. probably put it over his helmet. But uh, I'll tell you, he's, you know, guys like that. You know, and now when you start having, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to use the, you know, what we used a couple of weeks ago when we were all on the show when I was about talking about recruiting and, and every coach that comes, Oh, he's a great recruiter. And then, you know, talking to some coaches and they go, it's, it's overblown. Recruiting takes care of itself when you win. You know, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to do the three card Monty. If, if, if you're winning, I mean, you don't have to, Hey, it's under, you know, this hand it's under that. No, you just tell the kids, Hey, look, look what we've done. So, I'm excited. I'm excited about the spring. Uh, I know we had, all of us had a lot of anticipation on who the coordinators were. We have them now. We have pretty much a full staff. Don't know if a dial make it uh, until next year, but you never know. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's been a revolving door, but I agree. That's the last with you. domino to fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, Jazz. I mean, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a, I'll tell you what, that's a good comparison. He and Mike Gusecki are pretty good comparison. Um, but, yeah, no, cool. I was just saying, Jazz, you were, you know, you're spot on with uh, your assessments. Uh, you know, we talked about we talked about Emory Williams probably before anybody else did. And, uh, you know, and then having him there. And, um, you know, like you said, Ray Ray is going to be special. And that's a reason. In open space, he can accelerate and get out. You know, we didn't have a lot of guys like that last year. We had those real quick catches, and they were done, you know. Yep. But uh, I think he extends the play to the point where, you know, he catches the ball maybe on a 10, 12-yard, you know, uh, out, and he could turn it up, and he'll outrun everybody. And that gives you that, even though he's not the big receiver, and I know that we're kind of we're kind of excited about Kobe Young. And the only thing I always say about, you know, Kobe Young, Redding, those type of guys and they got good size. You got to catch the ball consistently because if they don't, what's the sense? So that's going to be one of the things and they'll have plenty of time, you know, they'll have plenty of chances in this offense. I think to uh do a lot of things. And obviously they're not going to you guys they cut you guys off at 15 minutes. I think that's the worst. I was talking to Gabby or Rudy about that. I says, come on, let, let them watch, you know, a practice, you know, I mean, and when you yeah. do your, you know, you implement new things and you kick their ass out, but you know, I mean, I, why? I mean, that's, you guys have waited all off season to watch these kids. And now, now that everybody's in place, now you're going to have 15 minutes. That's I'm calling out cam on that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it kind of stinks because you don't really get to see, what, yeah. what, what, the, what the players on the far end are doing, so, you know, most of the defense, you can yeah. really tell. You can see what the what a lot of the offensive linemen were doing. But uh, you still got to see some of the guys. Look, they're, they're still missing a, a bunch of players. JV and Cohen wasn't there because he was at uh, the NFL Symposium up in Indianapolis. Um, it, it's that, so that symposium is for uh, players that are potentially, uh, I guess, high draft picks in next year's draft. Um, or put, you know, potential big time players uh, that are going to come out and get drafted next year. So he was there at that symposium in Indianapolis. So you know, you still missed him. He, obviously, he's probably back by now. But uh, you know, Zion Nelson is still nursing an injury, uh, so you don't get to see him yet. Uh, you, you got to see, uh, I think it was Jalen Rivers, uh, Anes Cooper, Matt Lee was there. So you know, you, you got some that, some of that offensive line. Um, 
is uh you know is there ready to go jazz where did you get that hat from uh where did i get this hat from i think it was lids i think the lids in dayland mall is where i got it from uh yeah i, I believe it is lids. How, how long ago was that is this a new hat or is this <laughs> this was uh probably a little bit less than a year ago so so if our boy travels from i'm assuming atlanta down to miami to go to the lids well, of Dayla mall you're guaranteed you could probably it. order it online i would i would assume you can buy stuff off the internet what you know you can probably get it on lids there so um if you're from atl if you're from down here and you used to you just have the atl tag then yeah uh the lids in dayland that's where i got it so uh, you can check them out there. Tell them Jazz sent you. That's not going to do anything for you, but you can always tell them. <laughs> Jazz, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, uh, it was just fun to watch, man. It's fun to see football back, uh, even if it was for 15, 20 minutes. I think that, um, uh, you know, uh, once we get the full squad out there and, you know, we see and we see these coaches kind of uh, – you know, put together their game plans and their schemes. And, and they're still learning a lot right now. So you're probably not going to see anything too crazy. I think what you notice the most uh, out of this practice from what we saw really is just stuff that you're going to see in every practice, right? Tempo, you want to kind of get that cardio going. You want to get kind of that stamina going, especially in an air raid offense, right? You got to get ready to go. Boom, boom, boom. It's That's not a secret. That's why I guess they let you see that kind of stuff. It's not a secret. When you have the air raid offense, you got to go, right? You got to get your formations. You got to you know, throw that that screen pass, the, the that you know whatever that call that like a bubble screen. You got to throw the quick hitches. Then every once in a while you go deep. Boom! It's it's all the same thing, right? Everybody knows that. That's not that's not a secret. So I guess they let you kind of see all that stuff. Um, you know, and as far as the running backs are concerned, oh, uh, Les has a question. What's up, Les? With Cheney back, how do you? Uh, what is it? What's the question? If you can put it up there, uh, Vish. Um, how do you how do you see? I guess how do you see the running back? Basically, out. just what? Well, how do you, I think the last part's the question? How do you see the um, position plan? Yeah, I, I think I have an idea, but I want to throw it to DJ and to Vish first. So, DJ, what are your thoughts on on, on the running back situation? I feel if like they're all healthy, right? If everybody's healthy and back, ready to go. This one's tough because it's a very loaded running back room. I would. Me That's what we said last year, right? That's what we said last. I season. mean, yeah, it's one thing to have a loaded running back room; it's another thing to actually use it. But anyway. Um, I would, would it be crazy to put Citizen as a top running back? I mean, maybe not at the beginning, but I think he could eventually. I think by that. the, I think by maybe mid season, you see Citizen as RB one. Yeah. Wow, there's yes. no reason to me where I don't see him becoming RB one at some point next season. I mean, you have all these guys in the room. Use them. What do you think, Vish? So, um, my prize pick. For the running backs, since you guys can't like, get to the damn ad read, um, is uh, <laughs> I think Cheney's the best back on this team. He's never been healthy, but you know if he stays healthy, he, he's the man. He's better than Parrish. He's better than Citizen. He's he's. I don't think people. Oh. I think people forget how good he is because he keeps getting injured. He would have been RB one last year. He was better than Jalen Knighton, and well, then he that's... got injured again. Like it's always been injuries with him. Um, See, that's, that's my issue with him, right? It like, could be. You, can't, you well, can't be the best if you're not in the field playing, man. And, and, he's going to be there this year. He's going to be there this year. You know, I have faith I, in my man there. I hope so. I think he's that good. I don't know if he's better than than a developed Trevante Citizen. I think Trevante no. Citizen is is unbelievable. But I, I, you know, I tend to lean towards that too. But I, I you know, that Cheney being RB one is a strong possibility. He's that talented. He is that good. I, I totally agree with that. However. I'm not going to take anything away from Henry Paris. The only guy that stayed healthy most of the year and, and ran the ball well, ran the ball hard with, with a makeshift third-string offensive line, you know, uh, I think he did well. I mean, he got injured too. Yeah, towards the end, towards the end he did get injured a little bit, but, you know, he was the healthiest back out of all, all, all of them. And uh, he showed a thing or two, man. I think he's very, very talented. I wouldn't put it past Henry Paris saying, yeah, the hell with all of you guys that think that I'm going to lose out on that RB1. And he's going to stay there. Uh, you know, he could he could produce it. He could be really good. The the good thing is that if you get a healthy Don Chaney, you get a healthy Henry Parrish, you eventually get a healthy Trevante Citizen. <laughs> you still got Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson behind those three that are like, y'all better not sleep because we're coming for you. Right? Chris Johnson might be the fastest guy on this team. So 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, with his, in, with, in a guy's hands like that. Yeah, with his yeah. speed, there's got to be like a package to get get the it's ball. Be some, I, I, I will tell you who I think there is going to be a package for this year again, and I think it's going to be a really fun and exciting package. Again, Jakari Brown, I think he's going to have a, a package this year, and and rightfully so. I think you got to get him in in in, in on, on some some packages, some some gimmicky plays, and and make some stuff happen. Plus, looks like his arm strength has gotten a lot better too. So uh, I I like I like to see what he's doing. Um, yeah, so the running back room is going to be interesting. Blue, I, I, I you know, you, you know, you, you heard Travante, uh, you heard DJ say Travante Citizen potentially RB one eventually. Uh, Vish saying Cheney is you know best back, um, which you know I, I kind of tend to lean towards that as well if he's healthy. My problem is he's not healthy, so I can't say he is or he isn't. What's what's your take on on the running back situation? You know, Paris is our most reliable back. Obviously, yeah. he's got more experience, uh, more game time, and he stays in that position until he's unseated. I just don't see him. You know, they, they're but they're going to have a lot of combinations. Uh, but from and I agree with Vish uh, because I've had an opportunity to watch um, Cheney since he was in the eighth grade and watched him mature into a man and <clears throat> watch him three straight years win the. Uh, state high jump and then his senior year jumped seven feet you know so uh, athletically he's he's a dude his old man was a dude too you know when he played at homestead back in the day and um and he's such a good kid and he's a smart kid and i think he's going to be graduating or if he didn't already so that and he's one of those guys that you know it's not going to be do stupid things. He's going to be one of those guys that everyone is going to gravitate towards. And see, they're very fortunate in the kids that they got. And I think that was on purpose uh, to recruit kids. Yeah. That they can play, but kids of character. And, you know, I don't have to tell you about Zay Restrepo. He's the, the ultimate character kid. You know I mean? The kid could end up with his doctorate before he's, a, before he's finished playing football. Um, but to answer your question, I think that Parrish stays there um, and uh, he's going to be their main guy, catches the ball out of the backfield real well, and that's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of that. But, uh, you know, isn't it a bad – it's not a bad thing, guys, to have somebody like a citizen or to have a guy, uh, you know, that we've just talked – and then having a Fletcher who – I think that he's going to make a little bit of a mark during the summer. They're going to see how hard he runs and, you know, and they're going to go, wait a minute. <laughs> You know, you talk about putting in some packages, you know, let's get this horse, you know, running a little bit, get him on a swing pass or get him upfield. And I want to see a safety is going to come up and tackle him. Yeah. And he's got speed. So they've got a lot of avenues. And you mentioned Chris Johnson. Um, you got Chris in space. He turns that corner and he did it. Like I said, last week um, or two weeks ago, he did it against central. He did it against St. Thomas. Um, so those are two very, very, very fast teams with a lot of athletes that are power five kids. And he just in Chaminade. Right. And he'll take a swing pass or he'll get, you know, a pitch. He'll get outside so fast. And your corners are like, whoa, wait a minute. And your safeties are never going to be able to recover because if he's running down the sideline, he'll, not, he'll just pull away from him. So, right. and he could do it at this level. Uh, but I say, you know, he, and uh, Robbie Washington got to be in that kick returns. And, um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, they could utilize all these people somewhere. You still know where Restrepo's got great hands and, and he, he'd be a really, he's going to be a really good punt returner. Right? I would much rather him get 10, 12, 14 yards on a punt return rather than fumble. You know I mean? And that's, that's the one thing I like about him. And I think we got a lot of options for kick returners. And that may really open the game. Who is the special teams coach? I'm trying to think. Uh, Marwan Malouf, I think. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> we uh, well, I think him, him, I think him and, and I, I mean, I think it's really Coach Cristobal. I think Cristobal is really okay. like a special teams well, guy. But Malouf, I think, is the one that handles them for the most part. Well, Miami certainly has the kicking game in Borgallis, and they certainly have the return potential. They got a new Aussie punter, too, Dylan Joyce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, got to see how he does. But I'm just talking yeah. about what what's on hand. And we know Borgallis is a weapon, field goal-wise, and, 
and, you know, kicking, uh, keeping, you know, starting everybody at the 2025, you know, not so much. But that uh, from an offensive state, I think Miami needs, and I think that offense, if you start your plays at the 40, 45 or midfield, you start your series. Wow. You know, you're going to put a lot of points on the board. And that's why I think it's really essential to have special teams. Um, if you guys remember back in the day, that's how Miami really made their, you know, their living by blocking kicks, blocking punts, uh, returning. Um, you know, when Lamar Miller was returning, they even did really well. Uh, but that's that's essential. I think it's uh, – and the very fact that I didn't even know who the special teams coach was is kind of sad. That's uh, all right. That's but, all right. Uh, it's always called Solinger in us. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Coach Solinger is that's right. In between, so it's always him. Know. It's always him. It's always that's him. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. maybe it's him still. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know it. Let's uh oh, real quick. Let's let's get to our before Vish uh, rips me a new one. Um, let's uh let's talk about our sponsor, Price Picks. Uh, real quick, uh, let's do a shout out to PricePicks.com official sponsor here of the six rings Kings show uh check them out go to pricepix.com when you log in and register put in the code five f-i-v-e and they will match your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars uh make sure you check them out it's real simple you can choose anywhere between two to five players um choose the over under on in their on their individual categories and win some money here's the good thing about it right like you can mix and match different teams different uh leagues different sports you can do all that good stuff uh, you can go from the NFL to Major League Baseball to the NBA, NHL. Uh, even Formula One is in it. Make sure you catch our show on Wednesdays. Uh, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so make sure you guys check them out. It's uh, pricepicks.com. It's real simple. Uh, choose um, two between two to five players. Choose the over on their, on their individual categories and win some money, baby. Go to pricepicks.com. Log in. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, and they will match your initial deposit up to $100. Check them out, pricepicks.com. Uh, David, you had a question here in the chat uh, that we are going to get to now. Uh, I'm glad you said that. I was hoping for a commit or two today. So uh, interesting that you mentioned that Miami had their junior day on Saturday after their first spring practice. So they had about a million uh, kids out there. Uh, some really, really big time prospects were out there. Um, I, if I could name them for you, I would. Uh, but I can tell you that there was uh, guys like Brandon Baker was out there, Chris Humphrey, Wheatley, or Wheatley Humphrey. I don't even know. if He was up there was yesterday, much. too. Yeah, he was up there. So, And we'll get to that, Blue, because I want you to talk about that because I think that that's big for, for recruiting as well. Uh, then you got Zaquan Patterson, another kid um, who uh, was probably out there as well. Yeah, there. You've, got, you've got some big-time talent that was at this uh, junior day on Saturday, and then they ended up turning around. And um, hold on a second. You guys getting feedback on my mic? Are you guys? I mean, I, I asked in the chat if it was just, in our private chat, it was just me, but sure, just go ahead and, uh, and read it out on air. No, no, because um, if you guys. A little bit, yeah. I yeah, hear a little like buzzing. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, wow. Better? Worse. Really? Is it worse now? Yeah. Tell you. Yeah, unfortunately. You're hearing it too, right, DJ? Yeah. I don't hear it. It's like you're uh what about now? Like, oh yeah. That's even worse. Jeez, it's please. like it's like old school when you like used to leave yeah. your uh, cell phone too close to the microphone, it would like hiss. Oh, Except uh... I don't think that happens anymore because wait, it's gone. Well yes, because I am now it's back. Oh no. <laughs> now it's wow. back. Um, how about this? I'm going to get out and come back in. In the meantime, oh. Blue, why don't you talk about uh, uh, what, you, what you saw in Orlando? Yeah, yeah. Talk about Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of the guys that you just mentioned, obviously, uh, were up there. Chris Humphrey, um, I, had it, I had the pleasure of covering his dad back in the day at South Broward. His dad brought him up. Um, really, treat yesterday, see Noel Devine. You know, I got an opportunity to see Noel. His kid is uh, going to be a senior up at North Fort Myers. Jesus. Um, yeah, I know. Like, well, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'll tell you the story. Talk about feeling old, man. Nah, Ooh. nah. I'll tell you a story yeah. off. The, off. It, it's not. You're not as old as you think. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but. Jazz, <laughs> Jazz, you're still buzzing, man. Am I really? Yeah. 
I can't hear it at all. Yeah, when I beat your mic, it goes away. It's definitely you. Is he all right? What do you mean? He's all right, like healthy, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh, no. It, uh, but anyway, so. You're good. At, You're good. Okay. So at the, uh, while we're talking a little bit about the Under Armors at West Orange High School, and they had some really, really good guys. Uh, uh, a lot of those international players kind of like dominated from Clearwater Academy International, like the offensive lineman, Jason Zandamella and, um, but they had some kids, you know. I mean, uh, I thought that the the Stacy Gage, who I mentioned, uh, the running back who's now at St. Thomas Aquinas, Ryan Mack, who's a legacy, his his uh, father Rod uh, was a linebacker at Miami back in the day. Uh, as you mentioned, Saquon Patterson, big big time kid. Um, got a chance to watch uh, Josiah Jojo Trader uh, from Chaminade, who's uh, probably. A, Really good wide receiver, but he could play on the other set, side of the uh, the ball as well. Got a chance to see, you know, you talk about commits. The Tavoy Fagan kid out of T- uh, Tampa Carrollwood Day is committed now to to Clemson, but that could change as we saw with Ray Ray down the line. Uh, another kid that I liked a lot was uh, the kid out of Lakeland, uh, Brayshore, Brayshawn Williams, and I watched him in the state championship game as well. They had a lot of future kids. Uh, there's a defensive end out of Orlando Bishop Moore, just a 2026 kid, but he just dominated. Uh, Jake Kroll is, from what I hear, is is they've got bloodlines down here um, in South Florida. Um, a kid that I talked about, you know, being out, an international student, uh, Tyclean Lumen, as a defensive end out of Miami, New Orleans. He transferred from Miami Jackson. Definitely a guy Miami's been on big time. He's like 6'3", about 250, 252. Another kid I know that Miami's been uh, looking at is an offensive lineman by the name of Max Buchanan uh, from Sanford Seminole up in the Orlando area. Uh, Another young kid, but Miami's done well with the Jacksonville area kids over the years. And uh, uh, certainly Solomon Thomas is uh, out of Reigns. He's only going to be a junior, but he's like 6'4", 290. Um, I thought the other kid that my, you know, that uh, a lot of people were looking at is Rodney Hill. He's a linebacker. He's 5'11", 210 now. He's out of Flagler Palm Coast, but he's, you know, I know that Florida was on him, but Miami's looking at a lot of these kids. Like, you know, obviously the, the, um, Cedric Bailey out of Chaminade, he's a 6'6 kid. So, you know, you look at him and he's automatically an alluring figure right off the bat as a quarterback. Uh, but the two guys that really got me, and I think that just because he's been down here twice and he's played on the seven-on-seven team is the kid, uh, Corey Duff. Uh, he's a six-six, six-and-a-half uh, wide receiver tight end from Riverhead uh, St. Anthony's in New York. And he's been down here two, three times, and he visited Miami. So that's a kid that I definitely think that people should kind of uh, keep an eye on. And there's another guy right up the road in North Palm Beach. He's a uh, a defensive back. He's a, a safety by the name of Ricky Knight III. So uh, they had some good, you know, they had some really good guys. Obviously, a lot of the, the kids that I mentioned, but there was a lot more that kind of stood out. Um, uh, a lot of the quarterbacks, as I mentioned, Colin Hurley, uh, who's right now committed to LSU, and that could stick. You never know what happens. Uh, down the line, but then he reclassified. So now he's a 24 kid. And uh, I know we got a chance jazz. You and I got a chance to see him last year at the, at the um, paradise camp. Uh, You know, he came down for that. He's been down two, three years. Obviously his grandfather was a coach at Killian. His dad went uh, coach at at, uh, central, but uh, so you're always in the game. You're always in the game, but I, everything depends on what happens this year with Miami and how the kids work out. Uh, you know, I mean, and uh, that's why I think it was an ur- uh, very much an urgency to get these type of coaches that are going to come in and, and elevate and uh, take nothing uh, but the best out of these kids. And with Tim and with uh, Beard and obviously with Jason Taylor, um, you got good coaches that uh, – well, we'll get the most out of everybody. So I feel good from that standpoint. I, I think that brings up a great question. I'm sorry if you guys hear um, buzzing yeah. in the back. but Well, there. I was about to say it's gone, but then 
It came back. Yeah, again. It's, it's not, it's not that bad. You, you, can, you, can, you can power through it. It's not okay. that bad. It was worse earlier. All right, all right, good. So I think I think that's a big question, right? Because uh, the recruiting has been slow so far in 2024. What do you all think is the reasoning behind why 2024 recruiting has been so slow so far? Uh, going in now until you know until National Signing Day and all that. Why do you think it's been so slow? We can start off with you, Vish. Because the uh, 2023-2022 season was terrible. And and we didn't have coaches in place, so how are you going to recruit? I think it's one thing for the 23 class, which has to make a decision. For the for the 24 class, like, they probably want to know who our coaches are, who am I working with. Like, there was no reason for them to rush that decision. We have not been stable. Who's committing to this? <laughs> over all the chaos we've had over the last couple of months, if you can wait and make a decision later. So I think it'll pick up now. Um but we didn't have coordinators in place. There was rumors of coaches leaving, which ultimately did leave. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was a stable situation. It feels like every week we were coming on there, like, which which coach left now? Um, so it wasn't, you know, there is something to be said about ripping the Band-Aid off. And, uh, Tim. Yeah, and just, you know, making moves to be decisive. We didn't do that. So I think that's a lagging indicator now is the, is the recruiting. But it, I'm not worried about it. I think now that we have the staff in place, it's solidified. I think it gives them something to commit to because it wasn't really anything to commit to. Which coach? I mean, you knew Mario would be here. Other than that, it's like who are you committing to? What offense were you running? What defense were you running? No one really. Yeah. Knew. That's a big. That's a big thing. Um, uh, oh, that's this is a good question. King's gonna give it to you. Um, is Mr. Jackson staying with us? Funny enough, guess who was walking by in UM shorts and hanging out on campus on on Saturday when spring practice started and when Junior Day was there. Mr. Antoine Jackson was there. He was on campus. He was hanging out with the team. So I think that, uh, look, all these rumors and all the things that are, are said out there, you got to take them with a grain of salt, number one. Number two, this is a 16-year-old kid, right? I mean, like, he reclassified. He's still 16 years old. He's a young kid. You know, he's got a lot of people in his ear. I think that we just need to kind of sit back and, and see what happens. I mean, if the kid is showing up to the school when spring practice is starting, he's not enrolled yet, obviously. Uh, but if he's showing up and he's there, it's got to be a good sign for Miami, I think. So I think that with uh, with with Antoine Jackson, I think it's kind of a wait and see. But um, that's a good sign to see him on campus on Saturday when spring football started. And um, I think that's a good thing. So we'll see what happens. And I'd love for him to stick because he is a talented player. And I think he can come in and in the next two or three years be uh, be a special uh, defensive back here in Miami. So um, Blue and, and DJ and Vish, I kind of wanted to get one name. And Vish, I know this is this is a tough one. Uh, and by the way, yes, I still do want Antoine Jackson. How, how why wouldn't I want him? Right? He's he's a very very good player. I understand the, all the all the craziness and all the crap that's been going on with him and the drama and the chaos. But if the kid wants to stay here and play, I definitely want a kid like Antoine Jackson on this team. Uh, he's that talented. I think he can do well. Uh, and like I said, like I mentioned earlier, he's young. Let him, you know, let it all kind of play out. If he leaves, it is what it is. Um, DJ, if you had to pick one guy, since, since we're on the topic of recruits, if we had to pick one guy that you think will be, uh, I don't you know, the first, not the first commit, because I think we have already a commit, a kicker or something like that. But um, if, you had to, if you had to pick uh, our next commit for 2024, what is the one name that you would pick right off the bat? Who would be the guy that you'd, you'd choose? That's a tough one. I mean, to me, Miami recently offered a tight end. Actually, not not recently, but a couple weeks ago in Carter Nelson. Uh, he's one of the top tight ends in the 2024 class. And I know we have an abundance of tight ends, but the, we still don't know what we're going to get out of the room. And, you know, with Mallory gone, you need succession plans in place. And, you know... We in we still don't know what we're going to get from the young tight end. So to me, getting another one into the room while cutting some of the dead weight, so to speak, off the squad, I think would be a smart move because there is no doubt there's talent in the room. It's just about continuing to develop it. Vish, who do you think? If you had to choose one player uh, uh, as the next commit for Miami, who would it be? 
I have no idea like order here, but if I could pick one player to commit, it would be Joshisa Trader. I don't know if I said his name right, but Josiza, yeah. Josiza. We're not we're not good on the pronunciations on the show. Joe Joe does I have well and and the reason behind that is like I'm a big believer in playmaking and the kid's explosive and you know sign me up via the Chris Johnson type. Sign me up for the get the ball to this guy and he'll just make plays. You can make your your coaches look smart very easily when you have playmakers and, and He's the one who jumps off of me in the 24 class. It's like, get this kid on campus, get the ball in his hands, and then watch the magic happen. Not only that, I, I look, I know a lot of people hype up his his uh, his um, his teammate, Jer- Jeremiah Smith, as being the number one wide receiver in the country. Don't be surprised if JoJo, JoJo uh, Trader is right there with him, if not just yeah. as good of a wide receiver. I think those two are 1A, 1B, and you can kind of – Mix and match as to who the best wide receiver in the country is. That's how good I think uh, JoJo Trader is. So I really like him. Who's who's the guy that you think could be the next one to pop off, Blue? Well, like you said, Jeremiah Smith. I mean, he's just he's a freak show. I mean, he's almost six four, and I watched him. He's running track now, and he's killing people. And obviously, getting a J, uh, JoJo Trader would be in. There's two guys that I think that I'd like to see Miami get. One of them is David Stone at IMG com, uh, Academy, very close to the guys that uh, are here now uh, from IMG's a defensive line. He's about 6'4", 270, 75, real quick, uh, big-time type of kid. And the other guys, I'd love to see Jaquan Patterson because he's got the athletic ability. Uh, to perhaps be the next really, really, really good, um, you know, I mean, could be the next Cam Kitchens. Um, he's that big. He's getting bigger and bigger all the time. I I like him a lot. He's a very intelligent kid. He, as a kid, is, will be a four-year varsity starter. He started out at um, uh, True Prep University School, whatever they want to call it. But I think those two guys, I don't know if you ever watched Stone play, but this kid's a beast. And, yeah, Stone uh, is, is one of the best in the country, so for yeah, sure. Yeah, and if – I, I, I think, think the better shot right now is with Zaquan, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but still, Stone is a guy because he's got all those friends down here. Right. And if they say, hey, listen, you know, we're building something really, really special. And uh, so it's going to be word of mouth. Uh, but you're 100% right. A lot of these kids, when you ask Bish what's been the – you know, hold back on getting kids from 2024. Well, the main thing is up until what last week, you didn't even have a defensive end coach and you didn't have a wide receiver coach. And, you know, you just recently got a running back coach. So there wasn't a lot to sell to. And I think we went over this all January and into a lot of the February is what playback book they using. What are they going to sell these recruits on? So now you got the whole package. And I think that now there's, like I said, there's no more BSing around. I mean, you got guys on campus, uh, you know, from Hall of Famers in the NFL who really give their all to guys that are very familiar with South Florida uh, in Kevin Beard and in uh, Timmy Harris and two fresh faces who come in with a, a lot of accolades from running offenses and running defenses. So um, I think the excuse line is getting a lot thinner. So uh, now I think they come in here and you've got dudes that want to be here. And the ones that don't, well, they already saw the blueprint. There's the door, you know, so they already know that Mario's not going to be afraid to pull the trigger and get rid of your butt. So uh, because it's his reputation on the line. He made a lot of, a lot of promises when he walked in that door where, where this program's headed. and um, But he can't do it by himself. Um, so I got two guys that I was thinking about. I said another one earlier today on, on, on uh, Lex's show and the Average Kings fans. Uh, I did mention Brandon Baker, the big uh, big line, lineman. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's, he's a, you know, one of the most talented uh, linemen in the country. And so I'd love to see that guy pull the trigger first. But uh, they made a good point. And now that I think about it, look, it all starts with the guy throwing the football. And I think that if you can get it, I think that there's one guy out there specifically right now. I think Miami tries to get two quarterbacks in this in this uh, class, by the way. But that's just uh, – but I think the first guy that might pull the trigger is Aaron Nolan. Uh, I think that, that that quarterback 
if the quarterback solidifies the rest of the class too, this kind of this class will start moving once they see who's going to throw the ball to them. Uh, you know who's who's out there. I mean, there's some other top quarterbacks out there like a Michael Van Buren who's looking at Miami. Um, uh, Luke Moga as well. Uh, AJ Hairston, I believe, is his name. Uh, the other quarterback uh, that's a little monarch, kid. yeah, yeah, uh, very very talented kid and highly underrated right now. Kind of like Emory Williams, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, and Arnold is is highly regarded. Uh, he's a big time quarterback. He's a lefty, which you don't see a lot in Miami either. Uh, but he's a big time lefty with a strong arm, big kid, six four, big big long kid. Uh, um, it has a has a, an absolute cannon for an arm, but he fits this kind of offense perfectly too because he's got some wheels as well. So, I think a guy like Aaron Nolan, who is favoring Miami big time, I know there's another big offensive lineman, Mike Williams, I believe his name is, um, that uh, has Miami out in front big time. He's another big time prospect who's an offensive lineman that could pull the trigger soon as well. So look for some of those guys. But I think if you get a if you get a go with a high caliber quarterback like an Aaron Nolan. I think you're setting yourself up for a great 2024 recruiting class also. So um, those are just some names that I'm throwing out there. Uh, but I've, I've, the most important to me, Vish mentioned, man, is Jojo Trader. That that wide receiver room uh, con- needs to be continuously be built, built up. Uh, and pimp down, by the way, you bring up a good point. This season, uh, this recruiting class, 2024, is loaded at defensive tackles, and this is the season that this is the, the class that we need to go get those guys because we're we are running kind of low on defensive tackles if you think about it, right? So I think this is going to be a big uh, a big recruiting cycle for for the uh, defensive uh, defensive line as well. So a uh, nice point on your part part there. Um, listen, guys, uh, you know obviously spring spring football is is still going on. Uh, we'll be covering the spring game as well in April, April 14th, I believe. Uh, I'm sure Blue and myself will be at that um, at that game uh, covering that as well. But uh, make sure you all keep it locked here on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel for us every Monday at 8.30 p.m. as we'll give updates on recruiting. Right now it's really recruiting and, uh, uh, it's recruiting and some spring football. Maybe we will talk a little bit next week on – um, you know, potential lineups that we want to see, kind of like our first, second, third team uh, stuff coming out of spring too. What we what we think are going to be those numbers as uh, as we start getting closer to to the spring game. So make sure you keep it locked there. We'll kind of break down position by position. Also, uh, check us out again. Make sure you check us out every Monday night at eight thirty p.m. here on the Five Reasons Sports uh, Network uh, YouTube. And of course, uh, check us out on Twitter at Six Rings Canes. Vish, any parting words? Yeah, just um, I'm going to continue to drop those midweek shows if you're interested in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you doing great. Those are great. Those are awesome. They are the best team in the ACC. So um, we know football pays the bills just like it does at yeah. UM. So so this show will continue to be mostly football. But well, Selection Sunday next week. Yeah. So we'll uh, yeah. kind of have a, a good idea where everybody's going. Yeah. And the, and the women also should be in, in the tournament as well. So we'll see where, yeah. where, where yeah. they're going. Um, we're going to ignore baseball for this week because that didn't happen yesterday. But yeah. Well. <laughs> Saturday's game happened. The other two didn't. Saturday's, Saturday's game, Saturday's game definitely happened. happened. Gotta uh, get some I, pitching. Gotta get some pitching. Boy, do we have to get some pitching. But anyway, I'm going to keep doing those. So if you're interested in kind of base, basketball, baseball, be doing those midweek shows. Maybe I'll pull Jazz into some of this baseball talk at some point. I'll get in on them. I promise. I promise. Okay. And then obviously, last week sucked for me. Last week yeah, sucked. Yeah, no, I know. And then, and then obviously, Jazz mentioned this earlier. Formula One's back, so definitely check out our Formula One show. Uh, Wednesdays, 8 p.m., new time. New time. That's going to be fun, especially for me this week after these bozos, what they did. Anyways, um, yeah, we love you guys. Keep it real. Uh, Thanks for for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Canes. The Six Rig Cane Show. The Six Rig Cane Show. The Six Rigs Cane Show. You know
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.